song. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff. I am the host of the show for today. Well, pretty much every time. <laughs> uh, glad you could be here with me today live. I uh, just wanted to catch up on some world news. I haven't been doing enough news lately. That's because it's hard to discern what is real what is fake, and uh, reading between the lines of what is actually happening in the world, and I am shocked to discover that none, none of the mainstream news outlets are they giving major attention to what is happening around the world right now. This is not good for America, I will say that, and I will also say that because the United States of America has the largest standing citizen army in the world, it is the really probably the last real bastion of freedom, and if America falls, has the New World Order successfully implemented its agenda? Now, I know that there's arguments on both sides of the equation, and there's a bunch of people who follow the Q movement, and the Q movement will see some of these things as a good sign. The Q movement has been told that you're just supposed to sit back and enjoy the show. Well, so far, enjoying the show, we've gone through a pandemic and many people have unnecessarily died because of the medical tyranny. They have gone into hospitals, been given remdesivir, been put on ventilators and killed, essentially, by the hospitals. We've seen the pharmacia then introduce the new clot shot that has been taking down people. But hey! Sit back and enjoy the show. The reason I bring up the QAnon movement, and I will confess to you that, um, you know, I started following it. I was not a devout uh, person on it, but it was very interesting because it has been right about many things. One of the things that is claimed in the QAnon posts is that China, Russia, and Donald Trump are working together. And I hope that that is true. Because the rest of the world is working together, that's for sure. When you see Biden and Trudeau and Macron and all these cronies, <laughs> Zelensky, the Nazi, they're all working together. Although there's hope because Italy's new uh, 
Prime Minister, I forget her name, but she seems to be a firecracker, kind of like a uh, a Carrie Lake sort of character. And uh, she is giving some hope, and we've seen some hope in the Netherlands where the Farmers Party, the BBB, has won a majority in the Senate, so there are some good things happening around the world. But let's just say that... Uh, Xi from China, Russian's president, Vladimir Putin, and Trump are not working together. And let's just pretend for a moment, if you will, that Trump is not the president of the United States. So let's look at the world through this angle for a moment. Right now, Russia and China have really become a huge partnership. China is supplying Russia with arms. Russia is the largest nuclear uh, weapons holder in the world. But they're getting arms from China as well. And... In exchange, Russia is supplying the majority of the energy for China. What does this mean? It means China is getting much richer. Russia is getting much richer. And they have agreed to stop using the American dollar as the base currency of trade, which it has been for about a hundred years. The American dollar is no longer, it's officially no longer the world trade currency. The American dollar is crashing. Stocks are over exploited. Banks are over-exploited in the United States. And things do not look good for the United States at this moment. Alongside of the, the new Russian and Chinese partnerships, and it's a serious one, Vladimir Putin went to China, and a couple days later, Xi went to Russia. They have forged a very strong alliance. And at the same time, it has been reported, even on some mainstream news, that Russian, na or sorry, Chinese nationals have been pouring across the southern border of the United States. Many of them well-funded, and they are paying coyotes up to $30,000 per person. What does that tell you? This is CCP money paying, in my opinion, militants to come in to the United States of America. 
In the United States of America, the Chinese have established police stations. They're secret police stations. They're in Canada, too, by the way. And what are the purposes of these police stations? It is to police their citizens. It is the CCP control arm. If you do not serve the CCP and you have been infiltrated, if you think it's going to be an amnesty plot when they've paid for you to get in here, they will take care of you and they will do it discreetly and you will disappear because you are undocumented. They have their own police force operating inside of the United States. At the same time, they're buying up properties all throughout the United States. They're stakeholders in most of our major corporations in the United States and in Canada. In fact, in Canada, it has now been proven that the Chinese interfered in the elections. The Prime Minister of Canada knew it, but he knew they were helping him. So they did nothing. There is a member of Justin Trudeau's cabinet who is basically affiliated with the CCP, and he has advised the CCP not to release the Canadian uh, hostages. This is infiltration with assistance from Biden and Trudeau. Now, I know many people think that Donald Trump is in control in the United States. We don't have any such hope in Canada. But if Donald Trump is in control, they're not doing a good job of controlling. Because all of these things have happened. Over 5 million People have crossed the border in the last two years. Estimates I hear could be up to 7 million people. That is bigger than just about any city, including, like, well, so New York is the most populated city in the United States, and that is 9 million people. So essentially, they have brought in more people. This is a complete change of landscape. There is no way to trace them. And they are from over 165 countries. Do you think that the countries that hate the United States, like Iran, for instance, have not sent their special operation forces to be with inside the borders. The older generation, the old guard in the United States, the people who've trained and committed to defend the Constitution, have stood at bay. The J6 operation was successful in scaring people into not doing anything. They continue that scare by now threatening another 1,200 people. Just happened if, if you were there or if you agree with it, 
if you did not vote for Joe Biden, you could go to jail. They say that there is a dual-sided justice system in the United States. It is the same in Canada. But we do know that the Uniparty, because there is no left and right, are all in favor of it. Sure, they stand up behind their podiums and they complain, the people supposedly on the right, but nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. You do not have a Congress that is defending you, other than maybe a few people. The Senate is gone. The executive branch is being controlled by a bunch of wingnuts. That's being polite. And at the same time, Saudi Arabia and Iran, two blood enemies for over, for centuries, have now become partners and have established peace between them, and they are in a diplomatic trade situation. They also are not using the U.S. petrodollar. And I call it the petrodollar because that's what it is. It's based on the price of oil, which the United States is not giving out any licenses to drill. They're shutting down the energy sector in the United States. They're bringing in a bunch of green false energy supplies that will not meet the need. They're trying to phase out gas and electric cars. They're consolidating cities. You are becoming, becoming a prisoner, and most people don't even know it. It is not long before all freedoms will be removed at this pace. It is from my point of view that it could be by as early as 2025, unless something happens extraordinarily in the short term. Saudi Arabia and Iran have not only established peaceful talks, by the way, brokered by China. And they will not be using that petrodollar either. Now, Saudi Arabia being one of the major oil producers in the world, along with Russia, and China having established all these BRICS nations, has not only infiltrated the United States, but they have a good portion of South America. They have a good portion of Africa. They control the levers of power because the pockets of the politicians have been padded by the CCP all throughout Europe. So, tell me again how white hats are in control. It's an interesting time in which we live.
Relating to the news of a unequal justice system, obviously there has been a whole thing about Donald Trump going to be arrested. Does not look like that is going to happen. But the fact that it got such great media attention, and there's still the laptop from hell, which has been in the FBI's possession for years, along with Anthony Weiner's laptop from hell, if you know what the contents of that are. Well, let's just put it this way. 12 top-notch trained people in this sort of thing, people who watch bad internet films, snuff films, and things like that. They're hardened, they're trained police officers to do this type of investigation. Well, 12 of them became violently ill when they saw the contents of the Anthony Weiner laptop. And because of what the DOJ was doing to Donald Trump about the impending indictments, Steve Bannon, who has Steve Bannon's War Room, it's a powerful broadcast that reaches millions of people. For the first time on any major platform that I'm aware of, he announced that they are going to start telling people about the real contents of that laptop. And shame on the mainstream media or even cable media for not reporting it. And I can tell you for a fact that Sean Hannity has known about the contents of this laptop. I can tell you for a fact because she has it in her possession that this Miranda Devine of the New York Post knows the contents of that laptop. She has a copy. Rudy Giuliani, the American's mayor, the one who is apparently the greatest lawyer ever, who brought in the RICO cases and he has done a lot of good. I'm not saying bad things about his name, but he knows all of the contents of that laptop. And none of them have had the testicular fortitude to tell the public, even in general terms, what was on that laptop. Well, I know what was on the laptop because as soon as the story broke, the Chinese had a copy of the laptop and they started releasing footage of what is on that laptop. And now Steve Bannon has said publicly on the war room that they are going to disclose it. It is incestuous. It is X-rated. It is brutal. It is blackmail tape like you've can only, in the worst areas of your mind, possibly imagine the contents of this laptop. And yet all these people who have it have not said anything. Why? 
If they had said publicly, if these people are truly good people fighting for the people, and by the way, I suspect Tucker Carlson knows the contents of that laptop as well. Why have they not at least given a general description of the depravity that's on that laptop? Because if they did, <coughs> excuse me, the people would rise up. There are very few things that motivate people like the abuse of children. Look at the massive move that is happening right now through the school systems in the United States and in Canada because of the pornographic content that they are giving to grade one kids. The gender confusion they are giving to young children purposefully. And if these so-called defenders of media that claim that all the other media is bad, why would they not at least say that this, con the, this laptop has this type of content without getting into explicit detail? I'm asking the question, why? People would rise up, I'm confident in that. People would rise up. Why don't they want the people to rise up? These are questions that we need to see. We need to find out. These are questions that are going unanswered. And at the same time, people are sitting around watching the movie if you love your kids, if you love your grandkids, if you're a young person and you want to look forward to a longer life of freedom, what is the answer? Tell me, what is the answer? It's an amazing time we live in. Thank you for the gift, by the way, Natasha. Thank you kindly. Um, everyone is saying it right now in the news. Sorry for the silence for a moment. I was uh, having to do something technical on this side in the control center from right on radio headquarters. They're saying it now on the mainstream media and they're repeating it, that you are living in a post-constitutional United States. If you've been in the patriot community, 
you've known about the Act of 1872 with the incorporation of the United States, but of course everyone in the community says, well, the corporation has fallen, it's bankrupt. Yeah, but it's still operating, isn't it? Federal workers still get paid. They're still getting their checks from your money. So what are the answers? I don't have them. I have thoughts, like y'all do. Well, I do have some answers, and I'm going to share them at the end of this. And uh, I'm almost done, by the way. Actually, before I go into the next topic, which is the uh, the Trump cities that were announced, I'm just going to read you a couple funny headlines. I'm not going to read the whole stories, but I'm a big fan of the Babylon Bee. I love the satire, and I think there's a lot more truth in the satire uh, sometimes than there is in the real news. And they just have a, a few very recent headlines that caught my attention and I thought were quite funny. The first one is, Number of true crime podcasts surpasses the number of murders. <laughs> there are a lot of true crime podcasts. <laughs> now, here is a satire headline that contains... A lot of truth. Listen to this. Again from the Babylon Bee. Democrats vow to arrest as many political opponents as it takes to defeat fascism. <laughs> oh yeah. And one more, and this one is just funny. Grand jury cancelled as DA unable to find any jurists awesome enough to be Trump's peers. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So if you noticed uh, about uh, one or two weeks ago now, uh, Trump announced a 10-point plan, and they're great points of how he's going to drain the swamp and what a future America could look like. And one of the things he put out there was he wants to build 10 new cities. And in his statement, he said that the federales own so much land in the United States, which is true, that he just wants to use one-tenth of one percent of the federal land, so preserving the land, essentially, no harm done, a half of a percentage point ain't going to hurt it, especially with all these people coming into the, the uh, country. And he wants to build 10 new cities, and he'll accept submitted proposals for the best designs. And if you caught last night's show, I talked about the inversion of thought and how people are turning on Trump, how people love Trump, then they're turning on Trump, and then they'll love Trump again. It's an inversion of thought. You should hear that show, and it's very hard to listen to this 15-minute video I put in it. I felt dirty putting that video in it. I want to go on the record as saying that. 
but it was information that you needed to hear, and I believe I gave a balanced perspective before and after, so that no harm is done by giving you actual fallen angel information. The mystic occultic knowledge was on last night's show. But his ten cities that he's proposing, there are people now turning on Trump that were Trumpsters. And what are they saying? Trump cities are part of the New World Order plan. This is what they're saying. They're saying they're going to be prison camp cities, just like our new 15-minute cities, but he wants them to be master-designed to lock them up. And the fact that they're being called freedom cities should tell you, with the inversion of thought, that they're actually prison cities. I've heard numerous podcasts make this claim in the last few days. And I want to tell you that I do not believe that. Now, we, after seeing submitted plans for those cities and after the proposals are accepted, then we could make a judgment on them. But what they are saying is because he wants to use one-tenth of one or one-half of one percent of federal land, what they are saying is they're going to cram all these people into it so you would be just jammed up in this prison city. These people are going out on a stretch and they're doing it for nothing but sensationalism. First of all, the United States needs new cities. And it needs new cities with new government starting fresh. Cities where people could leave, especially the blue state cities, which are notably worse than the red state cities. <clears throat> and they could have a chance at good governance. The other thing is, if you know anything about Donald Trump, and I have read a couple of his books, I've been following them closely, as most of you have, they would not be ugly cities. They would be beautiful cities. If you look at the construction and the buildings, and particularly at federal buildings that have been built in the last 50 to 100 years, just that everyone has a picture in their mind of what the FBI headquarters looks like. It is the grossest looking building in around. And all of these buildings are built that way. They're supposed to be ugly square boxes. There's no beauty in architecture anymore. There's a reason that that has been happening, particularly in the last century. In the 50, last, 50, well, 70 years now in particular. And the reason is to help get you ready this is not a stretch, I'm telling you this is true, to be used to communism. Ugly, square, power. It's to degrade people. When you live in an ugly place, you think ugly thoughts. You don't have a lot of hope. This is just true. This is just true.
So I say that his cities are actually a brilliant plan. And by the way, if a lot of people, especially, you know, good, hardworking people, were able to move to new cities and get out of, you know, particularly these blue state cities, think of the revenue hit that these cities would take. Think of the hit it would take to corruption and an even more of a rise up of people as crime gets worse and worse and worse. You know, they often tell us that movies are kind of, they're giving us predictive programming and they're trying to tell you what the future holds for you. Well, there's one movie in particular that I'd want to point out to you. And if you're in this particular city that is featured in this movie, I suggest, if at all possible, you start to make plans to get out. This is not fear-based. It's logic. Have you ever seen the movie Escape from New York City? Where New York City was turned into a prison camp. It certainly looks like it's going that way now. It's already starting to resemble Gotham City. In fact, even the mainstream news is equating it to Gotham City. The politics are like Gotham City is portrayed in Batman and stuff like that. And they don't punish crime. If you commit serious crime, you don't even have to apply for bail. You're just let out. And then they don't Per, they don't prosecute crime in New York City anymore. In Philadelphia, it's much the same. Do you know that BLM rioters who destroyed the city in that so-called summer of love have just won a lawsuit of over $10 million that the city is paying the criminals that destroyed the city and not one penny is going to the small businesses who lost their inventory and had to go through the repairs and are uninsurable businesses now, and many of them are out of business because of the combination of that, those BLM riots and then the COVID. They got nothing. The criminals are getting paid, and now they've just announced they're going to go after another 1,000 to 1,200 J6 type of imprisonments. And yet you look at what's on the Biden criminal enterprises. And sure, there's people on the so-called right that are shouting from the rooftops, they're corrupt! They're corrupt! But the executive branch controls the Department of Justice. Now, one thing that uh, Cash Patel has said publicly, which was an interesting point, is that actually Congress has the power to send out the sergeant at arms of the D.C. police and to arrest people. 
I have never seen that power used. If there was ever a time when we need high-level perp walks from the so-called left to give the people any hope at all, it is now. Before I go, and thank you all for being here today, I don't put out a lot of notice when I do these, so I am thankful for those of you who were able to come and be here with me live. And still praying for you, Misty River. Still praying for you. I know the hurt. There is one great hope and one great action that if many of us get together and do just this one thing, it could possibly change the course of history. And don't you want to know what that is? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we serve a mighty God. And if we look back through biblical history, God has intervened and done things on massive scales. He took out Pharaoh's army in one swoosh of water. He is as mighty today as he was then. He doesn't need yours, your help or my help. But God has always worked through his people. And yes, sometimes he might call you to action. He might call you to actually take a stand. But one thing he does call you to, and it is explicit throughout the scriptures, is he calls you to pray. Many people do not pray because it's hard. What? How is praying hard? You just talk to your God. It is hard. That's why very few Christians will take the time to pray. Very few Christians will give thanks, and listen, myself as well, sometimes I'll sit down at the table for a meal and I'll say, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God, like that quick of a prayer, and I don't actually say that prayer, just so you know, but it could be that quick, like, Lord, thank you for this food, because I'm in a hurry, I want to eat, I got things to do. Praying is hard, taking the time to do it is hard, but there is a payoff when you will dedicate yourself to prayer, and the payoff is multi-layered. The payoff for praying is number one, God answers prayer. He always answers prayer. He does not always do what you want him to do, but he always answers prayer. 
And many times he does answer prayer in the things that you have prayed for. If we pray in the Father's will, he is most likely to answer those prayers. Another key factor about prayer is there are hundreds of promises in the Bible made by God, and God is incapable of breaking his promises to you. And his promises to you are good promises. I don't think there's one bad promise to you. Now, there is a difficult ending to the book. That is true, but he did not make that as one of his promises. That's just the script that we are following for this uh, journey that we have in these flesh suits. But the third and the immediate benefit of corporate prayer is you will leave with joy. You will be filled with joy when you are in corporate prayer and praying in the Spirit. How do you pray in the Spirit? Prepare yourself. Ask God to clean you before you pray, to forgive your sin. Ask him to speak through you, and then block out the distractions that are around you and focus on God. Maybe even sing a worship song. In my case, I definitely have to be alone to do that. <laughs> because yes, I am embarrassed about my voice and yeah, that could be considered pride. I apologize that I am not perfect. But even if you sing a song in your head, God hears it. If you sing out loud, God and the enemy hear it. It's more powerful out loud. So, will you, in this very difficult time in this world, when our futures are literally at stake, will you take an hour of your time or less, you don't have to stay till the end. Join us in our corporate prayer. This Saturday, March 25th, that is tomorrow from the day of this broadcast, we are going to do an experiment in our Singapore prayer celebration. And we are going to do it live right here on Podbean. And you will be able to join. We will not be recording it. It will not be published later. It is only for those who are there. So it's very similar to what we do on Telegram. Instead, of, on Telegram, you raise your hand, and then we uh, the ad, admins will unmute you, and you're able to speak. It's the same thing here in Podbean. Those of you who are listening to this, actually all of you who are listening to this, because uh, I don't publish these Podbean lives anywhere but on Podbean, you just simply hit the call-in button and you'll be able to pray with us. And we encourage you to pray with us. When you step out in faith, God will give you the words to pray. They don't have to be fancy. 
Don't be intimidated by people who are really good prayers, like that sound really good. They're just practiced more, perhaps. But God will hear your words and you will come away with a sense of joy that you perhaps have not experienced in a while. So we're doing this as a proclamation. It's more of a public proclamation. When we, when we do our prayer on our channel on Telegram, only people who belong to the channel see that it's there. When I post it here on Podbean, whoever is on Podbean and searching in the, uh, I'm going to put it in the religion category, will be able to see that we are a people of prayer and they will hear our public proclamation that the Lord is God and that we depend on him. This will start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For those of you who are not exactly sure what Eastern Standard Time is, that is the New York time zone. So 8 p.m. New York Standard Time here on Podbean. I invite you to join us for our time of corporate prayer. I can assure you it will be a powerful time. I want to thank everyone again for being here. And I want to thank you for your prayers for me. And I do pray for each one of you. Because prayer is necessary. And it is a delight to do so. But in the meantime, I wish you the best of weekends. I will be back on Sunday. I do the live show on uh, so scriptural show on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. It's live on YouTube. And then I later, when the show is concluded, I do post it here on Podbean. But if you want to catch it live, it's at 10 a.m. on our YouTube channel exclusively. Oh, and Facebook, I think, as well. But thank you all for being here. May God bless each and every one of you. Have the best weekend of your life. And to remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in the community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.